0: Hi, I'm Janine, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show author, Jeffrey Viles. He's written a book called The Sasquatch Murder, A Love Story. Okay, so Jeffrey, how did you come up with the idea for this book?
1: Well, it was an idea that just really wouldn't go away, Janine, and good morning to you, and thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Uh,
1: and maybe a big flyover country hello to your listeners. I'm I'm in Columbia, Missouri at Town.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: for a long time I was a journalist and a freelancer back in the 70s and I got away from that and got into private business but I, I always kept writing some. I would write short stories and stick them in a drawer and always had the idea of a novel and for a debut novel I certainly wanted to write something that people would be interested in reading. So the one thing that kept cropping up in my mind was our eternal human fascination with monsters going clear back to Beowulf, one of the earliest examples of English literature that we have. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about the Sasquatch things that we hear about all over the country, in fact, all over the world, sightings of unknown creatures. And I didn't really have a fully developed idea about what what the book might end up looking like, but uh, accident several years ago, because it took me several years to, to get this done with business uh, <laughs> obligations, several years ago, I was lying beside a pool not very far from you in Palm Desert, California.
0: Oh, nice. In the
1: wintertime, and I had my notebook hand in. I'm thinking, okay, a guy accidentally shoots and kills a Sasquatch. So now we know they're real. We're, we're no longer guessing as to whether these things exist or not. Mm-hmm. So what happens then? And the idea popped into my head. Well, he gets charged with murder. And that's and wow. that produced, that produced enough of a hook for me to continue. And that is, without being a spoiler, that's the, that's the basis of the story.
0: I love it. I do want to mention you're a former journalist turned oilman, turned restaurant restaurant owner, turned property developer, and now turned fiction writer.
1: Absolutely. I've had lots of hats and I still have commercial property that requires me to tend to it, so I'm not completely out of the business world at this point, but I do have more time to write these days and I'm working on another project with some of those short stories that I tucked away in a drawer years ago. I'm trying isn't to clean them up and see if there might be something there.
0: Isn't it um, amazing? I, I love to write as well and I'm guilty of also writing things and putting them aside and then rediscovering, rediscovering them about eight years later. Um, there's something so cathartic about writing, but then sometimes nothing happens with it. How did you finally make this happen?
1: I, I just simply disciplined myself finally, and my business obligations became organized enough that I could set aside a time basically each day. Sometimes it was only an hour, sometimes two or three hours, that I could sit down and move this story forward and begin to begin to see where it was going and what, where it might end up. So um, over a period of two or three years, I, and, and that seems like a long time, and it is, but if you can only work on it an hour here and two hours there, it takes time. Right. I, I, I managed to develop a draft and a cohesive story, and um, then, of course, you get into the rewrites and the, and the brush-ups and trying to figure out who these characters are that you've introduced. I found that as I wrote, if I introduced a character strongly enough, the character himself or herself would tell me what they wanted to do or say.
0: Exactly. And that
1: was very helpful.: Exactly. Very
0: helpful. Because a lot of times with this kind of writing, you don't really know where you're going until you get submersed in the writing and the characters, and then their whole backstory and their different you know uh, character exactly. traits come out.:
1: Exactly. And I, I've, I've heard about it and heard uh, writers talk. Who make a complete outline before they be, ever begin, although this is usually with nonfiction, and and they stick to it. And and, and I, I simply couldn't do that. I it had a lot of swerves, and as you pointed out, when you go back, whether it's a day later or a month later, you you find out. Well, that wasn't so good. Let's, let's change that and do this. Exactly. Oh, so it's a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun too. And uh, judging. As I said, my my main thrust was to produce something that people would really enjoy reading and have fun with, and judging from all the five-star reviews on Amazon and the rave reviews from professional reviewers like Clarion and, uh, uh, what's the other, Kirkus, I think I've done pretty well.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. You know, when I
0: think of uh, Bigfoot, I, I think of like this Star Wars character Chewbacca, and you know how it, it's so elusive and scary. And what do you think is the fascination people have with with Bigfoot?
1: I, I think it's just the the unknown um, and and the mystery of whether such a creature actually exists. I, I'm sort of a Bigfoot agnostic. I I don't know that I can really make myself convinced that they exist. But if they don't, there's an awful lot of um, sightings and credible witnesses, and unexplained hairs, and all kinds of things to explain away. Right. And I, I learned in researching this novel, um, there uh, a few hundred thousand years ago there was a creature called Giganthropicus in southern Asia before the crossing of the Bering Land Bridge, and so something very much like what we picture Bigfoot as has existed in history. And that, that's a big step forward to know that. And if a few of those creatures maybe crossed the Bering Land Bridge fifteen thousand years or so uh, ago, or so, then then it is possible that they're still uh, reproducing. And I might add, in, uh, Janine, in this mm-hmm. uh, in this particular novel, because of the murder charge and 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 the way it sort of evolved in my mind these creatures are very human-like. They're almost more like Neanderthals than they are big, hairy apes. Sure. So they're somewhere between a Neanderthal and a Bigfoot.
0: Incredible. Were you surprised this came out of your imagination?
1: Um, not necessarily. I, I, I think I've have a history, and I've certainly with freelancing and journalism way back when, mm-hmm. of, of being able to, to create um, interesting characters and, and to write about them successfully, but um, I, I was very pleased when it all gelled, and it's um, it begins with a very ambitious prologue, which explains, first of all, the creation of the universe, pretty ambitious, and yeah. uh, second of all, uh, how these creatures could come to actually exist, and it helps with the suspension of disbelief for the reader and and the uh, voice of the narrator so to speak and and all of that so uh, it's it's been a lot of fun and an interesting ride and, uh, and it's building momentum quite nicely and uh, I might want to tell your listeners that there's a, a uh, website simply sasquatchmurder.com, and there's more on there about me than you probably want to know <laughs> and certainly certainly there's plenty uh, of information about the book and and uh, the generalization of the story and it, of course, if you want, mm-hmm. there's a hard cover available and, a, and an ebook. Pretty good choice.
0: And so, uh, without giving too much of the book away, do you want to just uh, describe a little bit about it?
1: I think I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's 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 been called a, a genre bending romp, mm-hmm. and I kind of I kind of like that description. That uh, one of the one of the reader fire reviewers I think was who used that. Um, the romp part being the fun part and it takes place in a small northwest Washington, Northwestern United States, the state of Washington, town, fictional town, Aurora, and um, the events that take place after the poor, unlucky protagonist accidentally shoots and kills a female saucer, Sasquatch, and then fashions a travel and drags it back to town because he doesn't want to leave her out in the woods for the. For the carnivores and the and the things that go bump in the night, so um, then then he gets he is dating the prosecuting attorney's daughter, and he's fifteen years older than she is, and the prosecutor does not approve of that at all, and hmm. so the prosecuting attorney files murder charges, and uh, from there, uh, there there's a there's a young man who's uh, watching the body be unloaded. Uh, in secret. He's hiding across the street. It's nighttime, and he immediately gets it on the internet, and of course, you could predict what would happen from there. It's a gigantic stir on the internet, reverberates into the White House. The White House sends out the black SUVs. Wow. Um, (laughs) The the story gets quite complex. You need a movie.
0: This could be a movie. uh, Well, (laughs) uh,
1: thank you. I'm I'm glad you see that. There are two different uh, development companies in la that are that are looking it over that doesn't mean much these days I know they talk about they talk about development hell and you probably know about that
0: yes and <laughs>
1: uh, and nothing has been actually signed or, or done but at least they at least they think it's uh, worth a hard look
0: interesting they,
1: I the reviews that uh, that Right,
0: I think it's fantastic. Um, are you are like I know you're you're really into writing now. Um, do you see writing something similar or do you already have something in mind that's quite different?
1: Well, that's an, a, a wonderful question. The book ends on a cliffhanger of a, a, a bit, and I did that on purpose, but I really didn't have a sequel in mind I just I just the ending was such that some decisions might have to be made in the future about about what had happened. Uh, uh, and without uh, me planning that, several of the Amazon reviewers that I keep referring to have said, "We sure hope there's a sequel." <laughs> so,
0: of course, I've, gotta,
1: I've certainly got to think about it. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm right now trying to put some of these short stories into a into a um, printable and readable. Way to go, but uh, that's that's what's coming next. But uh, I'm but I am tempted to, to be thinking about what would happen if we did a sequel.
0: Makes sense. Uh,
1: a lot of that will, will of course depend on how well the book does. It's hard to sell fiction books these days, especially when you're an unknown Midwestern uh, former journalist doing a debut novel. No matter how good it is. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's just uh, fiction. Is, is like that. It's Here- not the
0: Here's a here's a, a thought. You said the Sasquatch was female.
1: Yes, the oh. one who was shot and killed. Yes, right. And so has a male companion.
0: Okay, so the sequel is the male companion, or some other person, or relation, or a child, or somebody is is out to find out what happened.
1: That's uh, that's a, you're you're going right down the center of the book. There you go. Toward the toward <laughs> the end, the whole uh, once again, this is not really a spoiler, although we're getting right. close to telling the plot. Toward the end, um, sixteen Sasquatch descend upon the small town to reclaim their body, and
0: wow. and one
1: of them is the uh, dead female's mate. So yeah, and and then we have uh, um, a very one of those very colorful taverns called Eehaws, and we uh, have a group of Haws, regulars, and elbow benders, and and they are they confront the Sasquatch. So there's there's something that happens that's just not supposed to happen.
0: Don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's, there's there's a lot there, so we're not giving it all away.
0: Fantastic. So where can people find out more about you?
1: Well, the website would be the easiest, of course. Um, and um, there's plenty of information on there—a a mini biography and uh, and. Some notes about my long and thankfully successful career in business, and uh, so the sasquatchmurder.com is the first place to go, and it's it's a professional website that uh, one of the tenants in my commercial property is a, is a computer company, software company, and so I turned to them and they they made up a beautiful website for me.
0: Fantastic! <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, Jeffrey. I want to thank you so much for calling in to our KUCI studios.
1: Well, thank you, Janine. And judging from the title of your show, it m- must be a lot of fun.
0: Get the Funk Out is definitely a lot of fun. You know, I wanted to ask you, um, has becoming a writer later on and revisiting things you've written helped you through any funks at all?
1: I I think so. I I mean, I've never had any... Or problem, but I am certainly older than most uh, debut writers. I didn't plan it. I did plan to get long of tooth before I ever got around to writing a novel. It just <laughs> sort of happened that way. It was it was uh, mostly business obligations over the years that kept me away from writing. But um, yeah, I mean it's 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 very uh, it's very good for the ego, naturally, especially when the book is well reviewed and people are are telling me how much they enjoyed it. Right. And, uh, so uh, that's pretty healthy.
0: I think it's good for the soul. I think it's good yeah. just to have something else where you feel productive and creative, and and you're also, for you, you're living in this other world. It's exciting.
1: It, it certainly does. And when you're when you're writing any kind of fiction, you 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 better you better be deeply into that world. Before it's not going to be very good without it.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, Jeffrey, thank you again so much for calling the show. It's been great having you on. Thank you, Janine. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. If you want to follow the show, I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock. That's M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And the show blog, Get funkout Music.